This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. This shooting is uh, an amazing piece of video, if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, another police officer uh, shooting a, a, a black guy. I, I don't know if that's an important part of the story, except that well, they're going to make it out to be racial. Yeah, it's the only part of the story to the media, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the color of the two people involved. <laughs> However... Uh, it's uh, seemingly a bigger story than that. Whether it's uh, having to do with race or not, it's a huge story. Yeah, uh, because the cop, the video picks up with the cop and uh, the perpetrator uh, kind of separating. And then the, the guy, the, the black man, is running full speed away from the police officer. And the cop shoots him eight times in the back. Mm. Yeah. So well, he fired his weapon eight times. Yeah. Well, how many times he I hit him? I don't he know. He did not hit him every shot. Hit him enough to kill him. So he's dead. So it doesn't matter how many times. <laughs> no, we matter. do know he was struck yeah. by bullets. And that's a bad thing for the human body. So uh, he succumbed to those injuries. And uh, it did seem like he missed him with the, fir- the first few shots because he doesn't react at all. Right. And then eventually he does get hit. I, it could just be that he just kept running through. You know, he got could hit be. and just kept going. Um, but, yeah, uh, but that one is a case of murder. Uh, and he's being charged with it. So, yeah. you know, I, I, it went down the way it's supposed to when something like that happens. I, I, but they'll still, I guess, make something out of it. I don't know. They'll try. Yeah, they'll still sure. try to make that a white cop versus black people. They hate him, and they, they're trying to kill as many as they, as they possibly can. I, yeah. Well, uh, this is the thing. Like, I, you know, let's just take this and assume the worst, which I, I don't know the way it wouldn't be murder at this point mm-hmm. watching the video. But, I mean... Obviously, there's still an investigation to go on. But just assuming the worst, that it is murder, and to me, that's what it looks like. Um, we, of course, will freak out. Um, and yeah. when murders happen, we should freak out. It's the worst crime mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, people are murdered all the time. Uh, and um, a lot of times, police are murdered. And it doesn't seem like the media reacts the same way uh, as they do when when you have a, a guy who very well might be a, a terrible, terrible human being and an awful cop. Um, you know, these guys are out there stopping murders all the time. Um, when you look at the police as a whole, obviously this is an extraordinarily rare situation. Um, however, if it's if this is what it appears, there are no punishments that are harsh enough, uh, up unto and including the death penalty. Completely comfortable with that, assuming that these details, there's not something we're missing here, which I don't know what it could be. And the guy, look, the guy is running away, 
Um, that's not the appropriate action to take when you're under arrest or being uh, in an interaction like that. That being said, if, unless that person is endangering others, there's no reason to shoot him. No. You chase him down. I mean, that's what you do. Um, you could make the argument, and I know that every time people, laymen like me, uh, and people who don't know anything about guns like me, uh, say things like this, people who do know things about guns criticize it. But it's like, maybe if he were to shoot him in the leg or something like that, you'd have, you fire eight bullets in the, into his back. I know you're not supposed to use guns that way. When you use them, you right. shoot to kill, and I understand that. But it's, it, you know, you don't shoot in that situation. There's no reason to do it. It doesn't seem like, the guy was unarmed. They pulled him over for some, pulled him over tail for light. A, a tail light. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And what it may very well be is the guy got in an interaction with him. Maybe he did mm -hmm. do something wrong. The guy got pissed and decided to just shoot him. And I, I don't know how you think you're going to get away with it when you shoot him in the back. How do you say that you, you felt threatened? Shut up. You felt threatened. You well, shot him in the back. They were saying that there was some kind of scuffle prior to that. Yeah, but right. he, ran, he was running away. I know. And just, but think about this now. If the person at the park or wherever this was uh, that videotaped it wasn't there, it's the cop against the guy. I mean, odds, yeah. the odds are Still, forever you got a guy in the policeman's shot. favor for that. You got yeah. him shot in the back. I, I don't know how you get around that. You're not threatened if you're shot, shooting somebody in the back. They're going away from you. Well, yeah, and this is the exact opposite away. of what happened with Michael Brown. So, right. Right. It was like, yes. He got shot in the back as he was running away with his hands up and saying, hands up, don't shoot. <laughs> uh, no, actually, no, no. It seemed like every, no. the witnesses all said he was right. charging the officer. Yeah. It was, like, it's a separate thing. Um, you know, this one, first of all, the guy who filmed this, um, uh, you know, he, if he was seen, you would think he's in serious trouble. Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. this guy who just essentially, seemingly, again, by appearances, executed a guy uh, that he didn't like. Um, if he sees somebody who just filmed it, uh, guess what's happened to that guy? He's already killed the guy in the last five minutes. The guy that he killed is for a taillight. What's he think he's going to do to you? <laughs> right. I've seen bad cop movies. Yeah. Okay, I know Thank what you. happens to witnesses. What happens. Thank you. I know what happens to them. Yeah. They get killed. I know. It, okay. it, would, it would seem that way. <laughs> so, uh, so that's kind of we, amazing. Should we play the video? Or I mean, it's not graphic, but it's disturbing. Yeah, do we have it? I don't know. Yeah, we, we do. We do. We do have it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you should see. I mean, I, yeah. again, it is obviously uh, all warnings apply here if you have kids watching. It's from a distance if you haven't seen it. So there's not like, you know, tons of blood or anything. But you see the you shooting. You won't be watching The Walking out. Dead. That's for sure. No, it's no, not you that. Won't. So uh, here it is. Here's what happened. Running away. Now just shooting. And the guy's in his 50s, by the way. Or he's 50 years old, I believe. Yeah. Cop is 30. Could have run him down, you know, with his legs. Yeah, um, yeah uh, but uh, seemingly yeah. obviously. And then, and then he walks over. There's more to it. He walks over and he drops something there. Like, I don't know if he was planting a gun well, or no. I think it was his, right? his taser. It was a taser. Yeah. He dropped so the he, taser. His by argument him. to uh, his, in his defense before the video was seen was that he um, got in a scuffle and the guy took his taser, Jeez, and he was worried right. for his life because obviously if you get tased, then the guy could take your gun and shoot you. Uh -huh. So it, that is a theoretically yeah. When he's running away from you, he could tase you from about, what, half a now, mile well, away. Remember, he doesn't know this video's there. Right, I know. So the point is he's saying, okay, there was a scuffle. The guy took my taser, we, right. you know, and so I fired upon him because I was worried. What we see here, seemingly, is that he shoots the guy, he's dead, then he puts the taser next to him, 
as if it was there the I whole mean, time. I mean, that's as bad cop as it yeah. gets. Oh, yeah. This, I mean, you hate when this movies. happens. And with no video, it's his word against his with about the taser, everything, even right. shot in the back. I mean, it's still... And the other cops would probably back him yeah, up. Absolutely, yeah, they and would. And to your point, and this is, of course, the point that every liberal is making today. Um, not you. Right. Uh, you know, you were making that point. That's their argument, which is what we, the police are all actually terrible, and they do this all the time, well, and they just never insane. get caught like this. And I, of course, I'm with you on this, but th- this is why it's important if this case is as it appears that you go after this guy as hard as possible, force, even yeah. as the biggest fan of the in the world of the police. You go after bad cops like this, if this is the case, as hard as possible. The same way we, would, we criticize uh, some Muslims for not cr- being critical of extremist Muslims, we, as people who believe the police are generally good, have to go out and go after these guys when they do something wrong. We just said the same thing about uh, the case in New York, um, um, uh, Eric Garner, which you know, did not seem like they handled that appropriately either. Though it wasn't exactly the way the media described it, it still wasn't a good was not a good moment. Um, the Michael Brown thing is something completely different. But like they act as if these things are piling on top of each other, which is the problem. They act as, well, we caught you with Michael Brown. We caught you uh, with Eric Garner, and now we caught you again. This is happening all over the place. Well, no. I saw someone post something on Twitter like, oh, the cops have murdered 300 people this year. <laughs> and, and it's like, murdered? Is that the word you're looking for? Is it? Because I don't think that's the word you're looking for. No. There may have been 300 people who were involved many of them shooting at police officers when they died. Yeah, that does happen. Um, and, you know, I mean, I guess, and you know, videos like this are, are so terrible and officers like this are so terrible because it gives fuel to the argument Jeffy was just making. Yeah. Well, yeah, but this is just the one time they got caught. It happens every other time. And that's obviously dangerous for any society when you start mm-hmm. thinking of your police force that way. And they're doing the right thing. They charged the guy with murder. What, yeah. what yep. more can you do? Yeah. What more we'll, can you do? That's what I mean. That's when, when other people murder yeah. people, that's what happens to them. Yeah. Uh, this is what our society does. If, if you murder someone, you get charged with murder. That's, that's the only way we really have to deal with it, except for the Second Amendment, which you guys all hate. So that's our other way of dealing with it. You get to carry a gun, and when someone's trying to murder you, you shoot back at them. That's the other way of dealing with it. Uh, and, uh, you know, a great way of dealing with it, uh, honestly. And uh, unfortunately, this guy, uh, you know, I, I don't know how that I don't know how that goes down. Right. I mean, with an officer, but still, at least you have something to defend yourself in this situation. The guy's running away, uh, you know, and he's not even it's not like he's, uh, you know, it's not uh, freaking running away shooting. He's not running away shooting. He's not running away with a weapon. He's not Usain Bolt. He's a 50 year old overweight guy who's running away at zero miles an hour. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this guy could have caught him if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. It does not look good, and I have not heard a legitimate defense from the police uh, yet if they have one, and they're charging him with murder. I, yeah, so I don't think, I don't, I don't think know what his do. defense is. Of course, in these situations, you wait to hear the defense before you fully make your mind up, but I don't see any way out of this. I heard this morning uh, uh, they reported that his attorney quit. Wow. Uh, as soon, once the video popped out, he was like, well, no. Yeah, no. Mm. no. I don't want any part of this. Mm. Really, really, mm. really Bad. sad. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. Also, uh, another big story is that the uh, Russians apparently hacked the the White House. Uh, Russian hackers behind the are behind the damaging intrusion of the State Department in recent months, and now they have penetrated sensitive parts of the White House computer system. Uh, while the White House has said the breach only affected an unclassified system, the description belies <laughs> the seriousness of the intrusion. Hackers had access to sensitive information such as real-time, non-public details of the president's schedule. Well, you know where he's going to be. He's on the golf course. 
You don't have to hack yeah. his schedule to find well, out. Well, but do they know if he's going to be at the 12th, the 8th, if they that's know the true. tea they time, don't. they can know what, what hole he'll be true. at. That's, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so they get details of his schedule. Uh, it's not classified, <clears throat> but it is sensitive and prized apparently by foreign intelligence agencies. White House in October said uh, it noticed suspicious activity in the unclassified network that serves the executive office. The system's been shut down periodically to allow for security upgrades. Apparently those aren't working. Well, we installed Norton, uh, Norton Antivirus. And, and oh, it wasn't Norton. Norton. It wasn't a name brand Norton. No, uh, but it, it was, was like, Norton like a Antivirus. generic Norton. Yeah. And then we uh, used Kaspersky. Wait, maybe that wasn't a good idea since that's a Russian company, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably what we are using. It probably is. Uh, I'll tell you this. I, I just had a problem with one of my uh, kids' computers, and I took it in, and, and they were like, well, you want to upgrade your security system? And I said, well, what do you recommend? Well, you can get Kaspersky or Webroot. And I'm like, I don't want Kaspersky. Not anymore. I, I, I loved Kaspersky. And now that the Russians are an issue again, I'm, you know... I'm a little nervous about it. A little nervous. You think? I am. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's probably. I mean, because especially they, when it's security could software. could be government owned. Yeah, and it's security yeah. software. It's one thing if it's like soda. Like there's some good, right. delicious care about that. vodka, would for not example. Care about that. Uh, Jeffy, obviously, a drunk most of the time he's on the air. I mean, he has all sorts <laughs> of different things. But you'd, you'd have a Russian vodka and not be scared, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, but cares? a security software for your computer. Security software for your computer? Not a good idea. What was the uh, morning drink today, Jeffy? Vodka. Oh, what's vodka? You did go with vodka <laughs> today. Uh, I thought you knew. That's why I thought you brought it Oh, no, no, no. Any particular brand? Uh, is it a little, uh, Kettle oh. One? Uh, Pop-Off. Oh, you want Pop-Off? Pop-Off. Uh, all in the best. It's, it's, yeah, it's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, when, when you're dumping it down your gullet, why bother, I, right? Thank you. You know what I mean? You it's don't care. The cheapest, cheapest fifth, you're good. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, uh, that, that's a pretty big story, I guess. Uh, you know, I, these things I feel like happen all the time, though. Like, I would assume... That the Russian media could go on the air today and say, the Americans have hacked into our systems, and they'd be right. Yeah, they just haven't found out. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't talk about it. No, they might not talk about it the same way we do. We, they don't have a media that, mm-hmm. you, know, I, you know, I would like to say has some uh, independence from the government, although I don't know if that's the case anymore. But let's just say in theory they mm-hmm. had an independence uh, from the government. Um, and you have a, a situation where... I think this stuff happens all the time, and we're probably the best at it. So the idea that if it can happen to us, we are probably in every single system. And some, and a lot of the stuff Edward Snowden has talked about has been um, our ability to spy on uh, people in foreign lands and foreign governments. Um, uh, you know, uh, I was I talked about that uh, interview yesterday that uh, the guy on HBO did with um, Edward Snowden. And that was one of the things where Edward Stone kept bringing up, like, well, yeah, but we were spying on this government and this government. And he was just like, nobody cares about us spying, spying, spying on any other government. The only thing they care about, and his, his point was, pictures of your junk. That was his kind of theory in the interview, which was, if you can explain these stories as in the government can see the pictures of your junk you've been sending to your girlfriend, then they'll care. But they won't care any other way, which I actually thought was a pretty good point. Um, and once you start doing that, they started interviewing people and... All of them, all of a sudden, did care about the story. Uh, so I think it actually does pretty much prove true. But look, we're all in, we are in everybody's system. They're all trying to get into ours. The point is, they're not supposed to be able to get into ours. We are supposed to be able to get into theirs. And I know that sounds elitist and American-centric. Yup. It sure is. Oh, well.
Damn straight, yo. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. You know, it seems like every time you turn on the news or you log on to the Blaze, there's another thing to worry about, right? Uh, everywhere, people are asking, "What can I do to protect myself and and my family?" That's why we use Kaspersky security software. Except, no. Oh no, that's that's, that's probably the, not a good idea. As we just discussed. Mm-hmm. But there is a good way you could get prepared. <laughs> I, I don't know what you should use for your uh, you know your web security. But being prepared with food is always a really good idea. And having that peace of mind uh, of, like, I'm prepared for at least three days is is an amazing feeling. Yeah, food, water, the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and My Patriot Supply can help you get started here. The 72-hour emergency food supply that they have, we've been talking about for a while, is only $10. Obviously, you can take this one little step uh, and, and get yourself prepared if, you, if you're not. Uh, and I know I've been in that situation most of my life where it's like, ah, you know, I, I have faith in capitalism. I have faith in our system, and I never think it's going to break down. I'm that type of guy. As I've said many times, I have soy sauce and maybe some duck sauce to kind of mix it up, and I hope that's enough. Uh, you, you get to a point in your life where you realize that's you got to be a little bit more serious about the way you're preparing mm-hmm. when you have kids for your family. Uh, this yep. deal is only available if you call 800-274-3040. It's only $10. It's the, they can only do this for a really short time because it's an awesome deal. So in the next 12 hours, they'll even throw in uh, the uh, free shipping. So get your 72-hour kit right now for only $10, including shipping. Just call 800-274-3040. Call them right now. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. What if there was a way you could know the future of the stock market, America, the world, even your own? What if there was a 3,000-year-old mystery determining world events right now? One so precise it foretold the collapse of Wall Street down to the dates and hours, even the timing of 9-11. What if it foretells a coming calamity you can prepare for? The Mystery of the Shemitah, unlocked by New York Times best-selling author Jonathan Kahn. This riveting DVD will forewarn you of what lies ahead. It may just change your life. Welcome. Uh, got a simple chart to tell you just how lame the economic recru- recovery really is. Mm. <clears throat> um, because apparently we're in an economic recovery. <laughs> I didn't what? know it. Oh, we've been in a recovery since 2009, shortly after Obama's policies kicked in. Bang! And then we started recovering. Oh, man, it's been great, hasn't it? Oh, my, it's I... been great. Let's take a look at the chart and see just how great it's been. As you can see... Um, The cumulative GDP growth following recessions uh, has always been really, really strong and continues to be such today, Mm. except for not, uh, really. Well, the only thing that you have to prove that, Pat, would be every other example in in our history since uh, World War II. Right. Um, But other than that, it's performing very well. If you see, uh, (laughs) it's performing much better than... Uh, none of the other examples, but uh, if it wasn't for Barack Obama, it would be even lower. That's what you need to It's remember. performing better than the examples we don't have, isn't it, Stu? Yes. Yes. If, if, mm-hmm. uh, if you, for example, would create a society that had no success recovering from um, 
different recessions, then that country would be theoretically less than us. Um, but n no example in our own country could do that. No, right. let, to put it another way, no one has ever been worse than this guy. And again, this is not the first chart we've showed you that proves that. The employment chart shows the exact freaking same thing. And yet he'll say, this is the fastest recovery, the best recovery since uh, Herbert Hoover. This is the, we've, we've recovered more than at any time since a long time ago. Yeah. We, uh, really? Yeah. What are you talking about? Right. Well, this is the thing. Uh, our country, set up as a capitalist uh, country, with lots of natural resources and uh, a world power, the basics of this country uh, would tell you that it's going to increase in, in economic size. It's the natural inertia of the situation. If you do nothing, which is what happened in uh, in the 20s, for example, mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have a heavy recovery because, and that's what's happened every other time. You look back in the, the 80s, for example, with um, uh, with uh, what's his face, Reagan. Uh, Reagan. Reagan did, took government out of it, didn't spend, cut taxes, and things rebounded very quickly. That's the type of recovery we're used to. Although that was a pretty remarkable one, uh, but still, even. Past presidents, the Democrats, that just were able to just, you know, they didn't do too much crazy stuff, and they were able to rebound fairly quickly. Um, this president has done so much damage with his policies, and he's been so awful at this, that it's been worse, slower, than every other example since World War II. Every single one of them. There's, there's not one asterisk. There's not one thing where you could say, well, except for that one in the 70s. No! All of them have been better than this one. And this guy's telling you he's a success. Uh, you know, he tells a lot of lies. That might be the biggest one. I, I, I don't know. Where you go with it? I, and yet they spin it in a way in which when you state the facts, you're a conspiracy theorist. You hate him because he's black. Yeah. You're racist. It's, it's really inconceivable. Well, I mean, and, and I guess maybe the way this can fool the American people is that there is a slight increase. You can see it on the chart. No one's, you know, he took over at the, at the very bottom and that is, that is his legacy. The only thing you could look at positive is that he took over at the worst possible time. That's not, it's not to his credit. He just, it's like, uh, you know, if you, it's like saying how much weight you've lost. And if you weigh yourself immediately following Thanksgiving dinner, and it's like, well, yeah, you're going to lose some weight by just going back to normal fatso eating because it's not immediately after a giant meal. But that doesn't you don't get any credit for that. And a normal ration, a, a, a trainer is not going to come to you and say, wow, what a great job you're doing losing weight. They're going to say, dude, I mean, yeah, you've lost a little bit of weight, but maybe you could lay off 12 Twinkies a day. Uh, and this is what this guy does. He, he's utilizing, he brags about the idea that, oh, also, when I took over, there were 500,000 jobs uh, a month being lost. Yeah, for one month. It's not like that was the situation. We were hemorrhaging over. jobs. Hemorrhaging them. Yeah. <clears throat> 500,000 a month. Yeah, I think it was what? Hemorrhaging jobs. Two or three months that were right around that amount. And it was really bad. There's no doubt about it. Jobs. But doing nothing, we would have bounced back from that much faster than what, what he's uh, added to this. But Stu, you're right. We hemorrhaged jobs. Hemorrhaged them. Jobs. The jobs hemorrhage. They call it the big job hemorrhage of uh, 2008. That, is that true? That's what they call it. The big yeah. job hemorrhage? The big hemorrhage. job hemorrhage. Of 2008. 2008. I don't remember. Because we were hemorrhaging jobs, hemorrhaging them. And, uh, and so he stopped the hemorrhaging. 
turned this right around. I, I think we could look at the job chart and mm -hmm. see how much he stopped the hemorrhaging. <laughs> he may have put a Band-Aid on something uh, slightly, I think uh, but we we're still bleeding like crazy. I, I think we lost even more jobs at the beginning of his presidency yes. than we had during Bush. That's true. Uh, that's true. So. Uh, you, I mean, you could argue, obviously, you know, we were hitting a bottom point as he took over. And You can't argue that. And he I, does. I, and he does. And, and I, I think does. that's probably a fair argument. I mean, I don't think he came in and a month later his policies, you know, made it. Th I mean, he hadn't done anything yet. Um, I think the thing you won a Nobel Prize. You did. <laughs> That's okay. a good point. He did so. solve world. He had world peace, obviously. But other than so. that, yeah, no, you're right so. about that. However, I would say you really, honestly, fairly, nonpartisan, looking at this as an economist, can look at the performance of this president and say it's he his recovery is worse than every single other recovery on record since World War II. There's no arguing with that particular metric, and it's pathetic. Wages it's are bad. embarrassing. Wages are bad. Uh, the job participation rate is the lowest in 40 years. Um, the GDP, the Atlanta Fed just said the GDP for this, they predict for this uh, quarter is going to be 0% growth. Wow. Zero. There's something going on. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to read because we've seen a lot of scary signs many, many times um, during this recovery. And, you know, it's been a bad recovery, but we haven't dropped back into a recession, thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, it, it may, but these signs kind of keep popping out there. And I, it, at this point, if we fall, God only knows what happens to the world. Because we're the, I mean, you know, because we're just a strong country, we've been propping up the rest of the world for a long time, and if that goes away, we're in serious uh, trouble. Well, Good. fortunately, Obama's got some people that help him out with uh, the, the five excuses that the U.S. economy isn't catching fire. Oh, good. Okay, so the, the Dallas Morning News has come up with five things that are problematic. You know, there's headwinds. There's headwinds. Uh, some of the headwinds are actual headwinds, nasty weather. Uh, for parts of the U.S., it felt like an endless winter. The snow and frigid temperatures <laughs> that lingered until the closing days of Wait March could freeze economic growth. <laughs> Wait a minute. So we're supposed to believe in, also, in unending, terrifying global warming and the reason why the economy is slow has been too cold? Yeah. Well, I, I want to make sure we're supposed to believe both of those things. Yeah, of course. Okay, good. Okay. good. Because it's the global warming that's causing the endless winter, and you know it. Uh, don't, don't play your court. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Construction Jeez. crews built fewer homes uh, and all of that. That's, so the, the nasty weather's one. Wait, wait a minute. Construction crews, I mean, obviously, you know, there are things that slow everybody down. But they're, mm -hmm. it's, I don't that think that happens every winter, by the right, way. It happens every winter. Every freaking winter. Oh, so stupid. Uh, number two, the strong dollar is a real problem. Uh, we want a weak dollar in this country, apparently. We want our dollar to suck mm -hmm. really bad. But the strong dollar, um, America's relative health has helped drive the dollar's international value. Goods from U.S. factories are about 20% costlier in Europe. And they were a year ago, and that hurts sales. Okay, so we're not selling so as we much want stuff to other people. Just so we know, <clears throat> the solution would be a weaker a dollar. A weaker dollar. That's what we're looking yes. for. A weaker dollar. How stupid is this excuse? This thing goes the same thing with the next excuse. Oil's slick moves is the next excuse why the economy isn't catching fire, because the price of oil has dropped in half. That is apparently not good for the economy anymore. That's now bad for the economy, according to the Dallas Morning News, because wells are pumping out smaller profits, if not losses. Consumers have yet to use their savings from cheaper gasoline to spend more. The lag means the oil companies' cutbacks have yet to be offset 
uh, by greater retail spending. And that is, it does actually seem like people are taking the savings from the gas, um, uh, the gas pumps and actually putting in their bank accounts or investing in, which is, is positive. Um, but come on, we all know that the lower oil prices overall help the economy. They don't hurt the economy. This is a reason it would catch fire, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Right. But they use this as an excuse for him no matter what. Yep. Either oil prices are too high and that's uh, stunting the economy or they're too low. And he's and always stunting the economy. We should also point out he's always the victim of that. Yeah. He's never yeah. the person who he's caused never the it. cause of it. Like George W. Bush caused every oil move, every, at least yeah. every one that went up. He's apparently fault. also not the cause of meager raises. It's hard for consumers, when, but they blamed Bush for uh, incomes not going up during his presidency mm-hmm. at the very end. Because they did go up during his presidency, but at the end it kind of stalled. And that was his problem. Yep. And this all is not Bill Jobs. Uh, yeah, the McJobs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Remember that? Oh. Uh, hard for consumers to spend more if their paychecks barely move. Annual, uh, average annual wage growth is stuck at a meager 2.1%. And at number five. I love this one. Going automatic. The U.S. economy is undergoing seismic technological shifts. Mm. And many employers are finding automation preferable to hiring. A survey of Harvard Business School alumni released in September found that nearly half would rather invest in technology than hire or retain workers. Let me give you an example, Stu, if I may. ATMs. Thank you. Killing this economy. What about about mall kiosks? Mall kiosks. Another good one. Yeah, I hate them. Horrible. I hate them because they're killing the economy. Mm -hmm. Between ATMs and mall kiosks, I'm I'm, uh, about fit to be tied. I'm mad enough to chew nails and spit rust. (laughs) I I can't take it anymore. I'm going to... If I if I were a violent person, I'd blow up every ATM in Malkia. Really? With nobody in them, of course, or around them. But I'd make Even sure. Even like the, the calendar shops. All of them. All of them. All the kiosks would go under a Pat Gray regime. There you go. So, uh, I, I mean, this is something that we've been facing since the Industrial Revolution. And the same people have been complaining about it the same way yep. since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Look, this is a positive. When you have technological uh, changes, the, uh, if you let the freaking market work and don't screw it up, the market solves these problems and people wind up landing with jobs and the world goes on. And sometimes your profit doesn't or your uh, salaries don't go up as fast as you'd like them to. But part of the benefit of a society like this with all these technological advances is that prices go down. The things that you paid $10,000 for 10 years ago are now $400. The things that you paid $1,000, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, 10 years ago are now, you know, $200. It's yeah. it's it's. The prices are constantly decreasing, which is helping you as well. And and you might say, well, wait a minute, the prices haven't gone down as much as you're saying. Well, a lot of that's because the the quality has gone up. I mean, you know, we're paying a lower percentage of our incomes for the basics, clothing, um, uh, food, uh, shelter, than ever before in human history. I mean, that, that is a magical freaking accomplishment of capitalism. Um, and even Obama has a tough time screwing that one up. Um, but, you know, like, look at how our, our TVs better than they were 10 years ago. No. I mean, we, we happen to be uh, in an establishment, <laughs> no, Pat. Uh, I think you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Recently, we were in a, a room that had older televisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. because of some of the technological <laughs> requirements of the room, they were not easily switched <clears throat> out. Right. So these are older right. televisions. Mm-hmm. And, not, you know, look, they had been there for a while. And you want to replace them with a nice flat screen, but because of this particular room, you couldn't do it with all the technology in there. Point being... Look how crappy those televisions look. It just having them, it makes you feel, it, it, it almost brings angst to you because you want to watch it on a nice, beautiful yeah. flat screen where you can go to Walmart and buy for $300. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
you know, oh, that's cheaper than that. Really? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I I, I remember I bought a, a 50 inch uh, flat screen, uh, 52 inch or something flat screen fairly recently from either Walmart or Target. I don't remember. It was like three or four hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, you get those, you get those thirty-two inches at Best Buy for yeah. you know, a couple hundred bucks. The fact Absolutely. is, the flat screens are now obsolete almost because you got the curved screen. Oh, I love those the curved, too. The curved screen's coming out, and that seems to be those taken are over really now. Nice. Yeah, they're nice. Mm -hmm. They're cool. So, so, but they got us all to put the flat screen up on our wall, <laughs> and now they're asking us to take it off the wall and put it back down on some kind of stand. And the wall is nice. I want to do that. I like the wall. I like the wall. I like that. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. And I'm just sure First world problem. Yeah. Your TV on the wall or on the stand. <laughs> Darn it. I'm not worried about that in Zimbabwe. I can't say. So, no. But they have trillions of dollars there. <laughs> in Zimbabwe? Yeah. Yeah. Trillions. yeah. Back in Staten, Stu. Uh, welcome. Welcome to it. Uh, the California water authorities are going to use a new tool in the fight against water uh, users. And that, of course, is smart technology, the smart meters. Um, That's great. It's a major effort to crack down on people. And, you know, this is kind of what we warned about with the smart meters. <laughs> kind of. I kind of exactly what we warned about with the smart meters. Yeah, to be fair, I, I don't think we predicted it was going to happen this fast. I mean, we're, what are we, six months after we were talking about that, and they're already turning yeah. people's water off? Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, well, you know it's going to happen, because if they can, they will. Yeah. And, well, we're not going to do that. It would have to be a real emergency situation. Here it is, already, a real emergency situation where they deem, I'm sorry, you're using too much water. We're turning it off. Um, in America, uh, Long Beach Water Department General Manager uh, Kevin Wadier said, Wadier, get it? He's a water district guy, and his name is Wadier. Um, it collects the data every five minutes. Then after midnight, the cell phone that's built in uh, comes on, makes one call, and calls in, calls it into the database that we and the customer, through the password security system, have online access to their consumption. Oh, man, the accuracy is just incredible because uh, we get the data the next day. So they know every day what you used the previous day. And if you use too much, you're going to shut your water off. Welcome to California. I, I, you know, it's unbelievable. Imagine if you lived in the state. I, mean, I know I'd a lot so of our right viewers now. do and listeners. I, I, really pissed. They're going to shut your water off if they deem you've used too much of it? Yep. Um, I, that would make me swear multiple times. Uh, but what else are you going to do about it? With F, uh, what else are you going to do about it? Out of my mouth. That's about it, right? Move! Yeah, I mean, the get out sure. of the state so far. Mm -hmm. And that, I would do it soon because they may shut those roads down. <laughs> well, I will say this: uh, mm -hmm. moving is only a temporary solution because they will be doing these. I mean, yeah, this is why you want to go out and you want to get a good, good um, uh, reasoning to go out and fight hard for Rand Paul or Ted Cruz or whoever your chosen candidate is. This is a good one because this stuff is going to happen. They're going to be able to say, well, we're saved uh, 20 billion gallons of, ga of, of water every year. 
And, you know, look, uh, have there been some incidents where people were inconvenienced without water for a couple of days? Yes. But overall, we believe this has been a monumental success. It's for the good of the collective. Yeah. I mean, it's for, for the greater good. That will be the argument, uh, even know? though they probably won't phrase it that way. But no, that will say be the greater good. Yeah, the greater good. That's an okay phrase. The greater good is fine. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry. It, it's still Marxism. It's <laughs> got to be fair. Yeah. Fair. In the interest of fairness, we had to turn off people's water. And this is why you want, uh, you'd rather have, mm. uh, everyone says, mm. well, we don't, come on, what are you going to have, uh, private water? Is that what you're going to do, private water? Yes. yes. Uh, but when, by the way, when that's been tried, it's worked very well. Um, but we have this idea that things like water need to be controlled by the most incompetent group of people we know of. I, I don't know what the reasoning for that is. We all just come together and say, you know what? The things that we really care about should be controlled by the people with the least ability to do anything positive. Let's see if we can find the people who are the least competent people that can't survive in the private sector. Let's put them in control of all of the things that are most important to us. Our utilities, our roads. Uh, let's please, because that's always a good idea, let's go down that road further. I mean... I don't know. I don't know how you reverse that. Our education. Let's put the education of our children in the hands of people who uh, constantly who can't get freaking uh, who can't make profit on food inside of an Amtrak train, where people are hostage for twelve hours at a time and they still can't make money off of it. Let's put it in those people's hands. I don't think it's possible. It was my summary of that situation. It's a good summary. Thank you for summing up. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Fox News says uh, uh, Fox News is more trusted than Obama on global warming, but that's not the best part. The po there's a poll from St. Leo University near Tampa, Florida, been causing people to snicker for the past couple of days. Respondents were asked to rate what they consider a more reliable source for information on climate change. 17% picked Fox News, while 11% picked the president. <laughs> that's a big positive that's great. that makes me feel good um let's see the top choice non-government scientists and educators but that's not the best part uh for conservatives turns out the top issues for liberals in uh the media and washington don't register with average americans we've said this for a long time number one issue even among democrats jobs in the economy 28 percent more democrats considered the top jo the uh, jobs the top issue than republicans the number two issue was government spending and the federal deficit. Global warming or global climate change was actually second to last, <laughs> right above gun control, Second Amendment rights. It's funny, the, thing that they've, the only thing they've talked about more than global warming has been gun control, and that's the only thing that finished behind it. <laughs> Good job, guys. Also don't care much about foreign affairs, eh, whatever. Uh, for some reason, we're not caring much about immigration, which is incredibly important, and education, incredibly important. Health care, uh, 11%. Uh, homeland security, anti-terror policy, 15%. Spending and uh, jobs, top two. And there, those are only at 28 and 18, so. Yeah. I mean, that's Nobody not, that's... cares much about anything, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they didn't, put, they didn't put Walking Dead on there. It would have been 56. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or 90. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I find this uh, to be interesting. You know, we, we talk a lot about um, it's, it's typically ill-advised as a public figure to use your kids to advance your policies, to use your family to try to take advantage of some political situation. Um, not for Barack Obama. 
that's that it just doesn't matter he will do anything um his new thing is he's saying he started they started personalizing climate change to him when his daughter went to the hospital with asthma he actually talked about his kids hospital visit as if it was caused by global warming um uh, and by the way it was when she was four um, that this is when this visit happened Look, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can do that are in this political sort of circus that are not wonderful but explainable. To use your daughter yeah. to try to advance your pathetic political Freaky ideals guy's evil. He's absolutely just, he's evil. Uh, let's face it, Stu. Go ahead and say it. He's evil. Go ahead, Stu. Stu. I, I don't. I don't. It's your your opportunity here. Freaking guy is evil. Just say it. Freaking guy is evil. Stu? Jeffy? Stu? Stu? Jeffy? No, you. Freaking guy is evil. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> freaking guy is evil. To sit here and, and, and... Come on. Well, you cannot freaking blame... Freaking guy is uh, evil. You cannot blame an individual say it! case. Um, <laughs> he's, not, he's not saying it. I don't know how else to explain it. And then and we got another evil guy, too, that we got to play for you today. Oh, my God. I, I can't... I mean, I, my head's going to explode on this. <laughs> My head is literally going to explode. Not only did uh, Reed double down during all the time when he was saying that, uh, even after he was proven by the New York Times to be a freaking liar, uh, not only did he double down on the on the rum and he didn't pay his taxes, let him prove it stuff. Then he came out last week, as we told you, and said he he's fine with it because Romney oh, didn't, well, win, he didn't did he? win, did he? Then Jorge uh, Ramos or whatever from Univision interviewed him, uh, I think yesterday. And he tripled down on all of it. All of it. We, uh, you will not believe this audio. It's time, it's time to give him a new award. I, uh, it really, he's got to be the Grand Nozzle. Wait, a new Grand Nozzle? He's got to be the Grand Nozzle. It's time to knock off... Uh, Seriously. Uh, oh, Jesse, Ventura Jesse Ventura is currently the yeah. Grand Nozzle of the Douche Hall yeah, of Fame. But that, I don't know. I haven't heard this audio yet. faded a little bit. Wait till you hear this audio. You're Everybody's to- reporting... Oh, Harry Reid's blind in one eye. Really? Was that the important part of the interview? You tell me. We'll play it for you uh, later on on the show. I'm Pat and Stuart coming up. I don't know. To switch grand nozzles, uh, you're going to have to really convince uh, me. This is going to have to be good. I think you're going to be good. Maybe it's going to be good. You talk about evil. This guy. Stu? <laughs> Stu? Go ahead. Freaking guy is evil. Say it. Stu? Say it! Look, what I'm saying is that... Say it! You just simply was... Freaking guy is evil! Simply say, say it! Say it! Hillary is she's a fantastic candidate. Are you voting for her? Have you locked in your vote yet? Oh, my gosh. We are, oh. Pat and I are looking to try to start early voting in all states so we can just cast our votes now for Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. in 2000. Even if she doesn't run, I'm still voting for her. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. That do, that's it not a matter. I, that's not the issue. We draft her because she's going to be so good. In fact, mm-hmm. I would, as, as great as the uh, child-using President Obama is, um, I would say, uh, let's just put Hillary in now. She's that good. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they can do co-presidents. 
She's good enough to be a queen, that good. queen of America. That. Kanks uh, for 2016, a huge fan mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. um, some Americans, mostly women, don't think the former Secretary of State, the U.S. Senator from New York, and First Lady should be called by just her first name. No, that's, that's no, I don't either. I'm, I I'm with them on it's this. It's an insult. I think it's pretty unjust, said mm -hmm. Monica. Her last name is listed here, but I'm just calling her by her first name. <laughs> on a recent visit to Washington, New York City, I think it shows the level of inequality that still exists in the workforce and just general in society. Oh my gosh! Because what a stupid ass thing to say. I mean, that is so. Dumb. If you're, if you are famous enough to be known by one name, you know, when you say uh, uh, Madonna, how many Madonnas do you know right. by one one name? But I mean, on the same plan, what, what we we say over Elvis. and over again, Obama. Who are we referring to? No, most likely not Michelle. We're talking right. about Barack. We right. know him by if you just say Barack, everyone's going to know too. Most people don't refer to him as Barack Obama. They just say Obama. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is what you do when you're talking about somebody all the time who's the biggest figure in that particular name. And you're, that's what you do. Right. Stupid. And you can't say if you if you say Clinton. You're either ta you're talking about Bill usually unless Bill you, unless it's unless it's plural. Right. So it's Bill or Hillary. Right. Why why would calling her Hillary be a problem? I don't even understand that. Why is that? Well, it, it, call it, me, I will say this: if people um, say Pat, I'm not. Oh my God! Isn't how, that her name? How dare you disrespect <laughs> me like that? Yeah. I, know. I want you to call me well, by both names. I don't know. People don't seem to have a problem with when they say Rush. No, right. <laughs> um, people know it's Rush Limbaugh. Right. And, um, or the band. doesn't seem to be sexist. The Canadian Power Trio. It could also be that. could be the Canadian Power Trio. These days, it seems to be more about Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> uh, but the issue here is uh, calling a female candidate by her first name reinforces gender stereotypes. Oh, okay. Does oh. it? Uh, Kathy like Rush. Sullivan. Rush, well, you know that's a female right there. Yep. You know and it right away. And a gender stereotype. You know it Cher. right away. Right away. Mm -hmm. Cher. LeBron. Look at yeah! Look how pissed they are when mm -hmm. you say Cher or LeBron. Mm -hmm. Both of them uh, killed people over it. Kathy, a Democratic mm -hmm. activist who co-chaired Clinton's <laughs> Clinton's 2008 president, they do have her last name, but I'm just calling her Kathy. Um, in New Hampshire, she said she has long noticed that women politicians in her own state are called by their first names. The first in the nation, because uh, we, you know what, Barbara. When I say Barbara, you're thinking immediately Barbara Boxer, right? Or oh, Bar no. Barbara oh, Streisand. Oh, no. Oh, no, not at all. Barbara no. Streisand. You don't do that at all. Barbara Bush. No, yeah. And actually, this isn't, a, this isn't true at all. It's <laughs> Barbara, just Hillary because she's Barbara really well-known. Who lives down the street from me. Um, okay. Um, the first in the nation presidential primary state boasts a female governor and an all-female congressional delegation to Washington. It has nothing to do with political party, Kathy said. It, refer, <laughs> it reflects a tendency of some people, but it may be totally unconscious. I, the issue here is, of course, it's just not true at all. This is one person, one example. The re, as Jeffy pointed out, we came very familiar with her, particularly, though, her husband. Um, so when you say uh, Bill Clinton, you can't, just say, you can't just say Clinton like you probably would with most people because people think of the president. So you have to differentiate and just say Hillary. Mm hmm it's, um, it's, and I don't know, the people trying to draft her into the White House, by the way, is called Ready for Hillary. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> this is not some sexist thing. It's a, God, we all look, we search like Magellan looking for any sign that we can possibly be offended. Please offend sure. me so I can feel something about my life. You pathetic people, both, you, both Monica and Kathy. It's, I just it, wanted to call it, my first Wow, answer. you're so sexist. It, it really is amazing. That's unbelievable. Jeffy. <laughs> I mean, people know Jeffy by Jeffy. Mm -hmm. People yeah. know, I mean, to some degree, Stu, because it's yeah. not even my name. They know Stu. No one knows what my last name is. Pat Gray, we say it together more often. Glenn Beck, we say it together more often. But mm -hmm. people just say Stu.
And <clears throat> when we say fat, uh, Jeffy, what do you think? You think fatness? Fat. You think fat? You think, fat. You think overweight? In fact, I almost uh, said when, when you say fat, you think Jeffy. Right. Um, it's you kind do? of interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. When you think Jeffy, you think fatness. And when you think fatness, you think Jeffy. So they're sort of interchangeable. We're talking about what, 30% of people in this country are obese, maybe even more. Mm -hmm. And when they think <laughs> of that thing, they think of you. I mean, that's a big. That's great. That's like, what an honor. It's great. Wow. What an honor. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. And sometimes they just write, like, hashtag Jeffy is fat. So. Facebook, I, I guess it's fairly new. New Facebook page. Not new. It's fairly new. Not new at all. It's kind of new. It's a little bit new, but you need to go to it and like <laughs> us there, I guess. I don't know why, because something happens when you like us on Facebook. So we'd really like to be liked. It's just the, uh, the, the, just the three years. No, it's just the three years old. Come on now. We never talk about it. Why don't we ever talk about well, it? Well, they run promos all the time on the thing that say, hey, I've go never, to We've page. never once, though, mentioned live Hey, go to our Facebook page and like us on Facebook. So I do wouldn't that. say that is fully accurate. <clears throat> um, I've never said it. I've never said it. Those well, words have never escaped my mouth. We do have multiple people on the show. Uh, Nobody's ever said it on this show. I, I, okay. I, go to Facebook and like us on Facebook. Do that anyway. Uh, it's very important. And then um, go tweet about us. We have an all-new Facebook page? Yeah. It's, it's brand fairly new. new. It's fairly it's new. It's on a new site called Facebook. <laughs> and then so you go to Facebook.com <laughs> slash, slash Pat and Stu. Pat and Sue, Blaze TV. Okay. What? It That's is. a lot. Really? It is. I'm assuming stupid. There's already a Don't wonderful... Don't uh, go to work. Once Facebook. you like it, though, you're good. There's a wonderful... Like our Facebook, and then you can... Then, see, you, you, know, then a, you, you go there magically? What happens? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a wonderful same-sex couple uh, that already had Facebook.com slash Pat and Stu. <clears throat> No. no, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it seems like it could be true. Actually, it could be a, a opposite sex couple, I suppose. It could be in that particular uh, instance. Yeah. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is our uh, phone number. Like uh, us on Facebook. Wait, <laughs> that's never been said before on the show. No, I don't think. it hasn't. Uh, uh, you know what? Um, this has been said quite a few times. Harry Reid is an evil, evil douche. Evil douche. This guy. Yeah. Well, he's been called evil. He's been called senile. He's been called evenile. Yeah, but we we understand now that there's. Yes, there's something wrong with him, but overweighing evil, all yeah. of that, he's just mostly evil. And this guy, I, I don't know. I, I seriously don't get it. I don't supposedly, you know, I've talked about this before. He has said uh, that his spirituality, his church, informs everything he does. Everything he does. Really? Like lie about a, uh, a brother in Christ and you know you're willingly lying? You're willfully lying, you know it's a lie, and you keep it up anyway. And then when people ask you about it, hey, you sorry about doing that? You say, no, he didn't win, did he? And then further, when somebody else asks you about it on Univision, well, you got to see this to believe it. Watch this. Douche Hall of Fame. On August 2012, you said on the Senate floor that Mitt Romney had not paid taxes in 10 years. The word's out that he hasn't paid any taxes for 10 years. Word's out. The word's out. Let him prove that he has paid taxes, because he hasn't. Yeah, there was American. no evidence of that. 
Did you purposely lie? I'm really happy to respond to this because it's been blown way out of proportion, but blown my way. Yeah, because you're a douchebag. Mitt liar. Romney, during the time he I was can't. running for president, refused to give us his tax returns. He didn't have to. When I ran to. for the Senate in 1974, that was an issue, tax returns. Doesn't this matter. This has been an issue of mine for a long time. Who cares if and it's an issue he of yours? Never, he'll come someplace, he'll say, I always pay taxes. He refused to show the American people his tax returns. No, he didn't. He just showed yes, news. Let me also say categorically, I have paid taxes every year, a lot of taxes. But, that, but that's a phony answer. Of course he paid taxes. What he didn't do is let us see his tax returns. Now, people, and I've I said that many, many times. I said... No, you didn't. Someone who worked at Bain Capital, a couple of people told me he didn't pay taxes. But let him give us his tax returns. Let the American people judge that. And that's what I've said. No, 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 that is not what he said. That is not what he said. Oh, my, oh God. my God. We need he, where he goes further there because he goes further <clears throat> and he's, he says oh he's not repentant. He says, I've got nothing to repent of because it was an important issue. Right, like he. It was important, so it was okay for you to bear false witness against him? Wow. He, said, he said in there, of course he's paid. Yeah his taxes right but he wouldn't release his returns you said he didn't pay his taxes that's right. not with any qualifier that's right let, let him show he paid taxes because he didn't he hasn't paid his taxes for that's 10 what years he said. now he says i of course he's paid his taxes and uh, he has, is not repentant so he knew all along he oh, knew okay. all along and a couple guys called him and from brain shut up crap he's a lying piece of crap he is. Oh my gosh, that is some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. It uh, really is. In all honesty, like because he's, he's talking, proud of it. There are there are politicians that have gone to prison that would be embarrassed to be associated with Harry Reid. He yeah. is that oh, yeah. bad. You, uh... Let's well, let's watch more of this because and then we'll come back and, and discuss further. Who was that extremely credible source that you used? Well, it's more than one source, and I would. I'm just like you. I don't. Uh, no, you're not like him. No, I don't have to give up my sources. Either. You don't. But in other words, you didn't lie. No, of course. Yes, you lied. Mitt Romney, he, he can still take care of this issue. Let us see his tax returns. Oh, good gosh. He has never done that. But in a recent interview, Senator, uh, you seem to justify a possible fabrication when you said Romney didn't win, did he? You sounded unrepentant, as if... Uh, well, I, I, ha I have no repentance because it was an issue that was important. It's clear that there was no <laughs> evidence. What? <laughs> what? Listen... There's an e easy way to resolve this. Mm -hmm. Let him give us his tax returns. Wow. So no apologies wow. to Mitt Romney. Oh, none whatsoever. Zero. None. Wow. He, I mean, seriously, the, he's, got, really he's honestly bad. the worst politician. I, I, I can't think That's of a really public bad. figure that is worse than this guy. I can't he either. is so, it's almost inhuman. Yeah, it he's, is. It's, the ability for it him is. to lie and just be awful as a human being, it's, it's, almost, it's it almost like care. a creature from another planet. He doesn't care at all. The guy is blatantly caught. Why? And why? Because it's, he doesn't you know, like Romney's politics? So it's okay for you to try to destroy the man to keep him from winning and, and lie about him, to cheat, to do anything you want to do because it's an important issue. First of all, let's go back to the beginning. Romney doesn't have to release 12 years of taxes. No. He released the, the previous year and the year before that. That's all he has to do. He doesn't even have to do he that. He doesn't even have to do that by law, but he did do that to get people like Harry Reid off of his back. He released two years of taxes. The issue then was, well, you didn't release 12 like your dad did. 
Well, no, I'm not going to have you tear me apart because I made $250 million over the last 12 years. No, screw you. I don't have to. He doesn't have to, by law, release his taxes. There's no issue there at all because it's an issue to Harry Reid. We're all supposed to make a big deal out of it and demand that even now, when he's not running for president, that he releases taxes. This is unbelievable stuff. And and let's be honest. What happened? Unbelievable. What what happened here? Harry Reid, they're in the middle of a campaign. They think they want to get his tax returns released because they know they're going to be able to paint him as an evil rich person. Whether, of course, he's paid taxes, but you're going to be able to say, look at all the money he's made. He's made right. more than you. He doesn't understand he's not like you. you. He's not in touch with you. He's not like you. This guy you. doesn't know what a, what a gallon of milk costs. Right. Exactly. So Harry Reid makes a political calculation, <laughs> says that if I accuse him of not paying taxes, he's either going to have to release his taxes or if he doesn't release them, he's going to look guilty. And even though I have no evidence yep. at all, I'm going to say this. Yep. And if it comes out and, and they release his taxes uh, and he has paid taxes, we'll be able to beat him up on that issue. And while I'll take a little bit of heat, I don't care. I'm already a dirtbag. And, uh, and the media won't follow up on it. They'll follow exactly. up on Romney. Exactly so he made a cl- calculation. He went in there intentionally on the floor of the Senate, bared false witness against his brother mm-hmm. uh, over mm-hmm. and over and over again, intentionally lied. He's lying again about that lie. And only people who are psychotic can do such a thing. Anthony Weiner is another guy that comes to mind that could do something like this. Maybe Debbie Barack Wasserman Obama Schultz. Barack Obama as well. He He's certainly proven that. But this is, you know, the thing with Reed is like, These I guess people, maybe man. because you look at it and, you know, uh, you know I work with a, approximately uh, three-fourths of the Mormon church in this company. <laughs> so, like, part of me <laughs> believes that, uh, you know, like there's, because you guys are such a, a seemingly a tight-knit group, even when you disagree with each other or you have different views, this is so out of the of the norm for mm-hmm. someone who goes to the Mormon Church right. that it's it's it, 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 it makes it considerably worse to me as an onlooker. Definitely, definitely. And how how does this guy how does this guy how do they even let him in the front doors at this point? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I seriously hope they're listening at the church headquarters in Salt Lake City. I hope they've seen how this what? guy has, has acted yeah. these last couple of weeks because I how do you. How are you a decent, honorable, honest person in your business dealings? Which is one of the questions you have to answer. So if, if you want to be a card-carrying member of the church who uh, has full uh, access to mm-hmm. everything that is in, our, in mm-hmm. our religion. So how do you sit there and lie through your communist teeth? over and over and over again and then continue to be a member in good stand. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. And then for, for Mike Lee yesterday or the day before, when did we talk to him? Oh, Was it Monday? Yeah. Um, for him to say that they're good friends and he can't believe it because he's a good man, bull crap he's a good man. That is, that, no, he's not. Hurt no, he's not. not. That, hurt that hurt me bad. I, I, I'm okay with colleague. That, that I want to talk me. to my colleague. Yeah. Uh, my, my fellow senator. From but the your great good state friend who's a good man? No, he's oh not. My God. He's no, not. he's not. Look, there's no justification. Because he does this kind of stuff all now, maybe Mike, the time. Maybe Mike already knew what we didn't at that time and that he is blind in the one eye. And so. Yeah, that's the bad. story right now. 
Uh, Harry Reid uh, admits he's blind in one eye. <laughs> he also admitted he's a lion sack of douchey crap. But he's blind. Pat. But he's blind. I will I, say, too, we've given that reporter, I feel like, a hard time for some of his interviews. Look, I know. He did a good job there. Yes, he did. Great job. He, he pushed really hard. Why not? Pushed Why not? Hard. The U.S. media won't. He pushed I mean, hard. He and pushed him to the point where he, there was about five seconds of silence, and Harry Reid just started doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He knew he, really. He knew not where to go. Can we watch that one more time? I want to, I want to see that moment again, where he just like ah, uh, <coughs> release him. Like he's he's at this point, he doesn't even think anyone will believe it. It's so good. It's great. So let's watch that again. Who was that extremely credible source that you used? Well, it's more than one source, and I would. Yeah, I'm just like you. I don't, have to, I don't have to give up my sources. You don't. But in other words, you didn't lie. No, of course. Mitt Romney, oh, he, he can cool. still take care of this issue. Let us see his tax returns. You know, he has right never to. done that. But in a recent interview, Senator, uh, Say it. He you seemed to. to justify a possible fabrication when you said Romney didn't win, did he? You sounded unrepentant, as if... Uh, well, I, I, have, I have no repentance because it was an issue that was important. It's clear that there was no evidence. <laughs> Listen. There's an easy way to resolve this. Let him give us his tax returns. What's going so on with the no hand apologies there? Oh, no. oh, none whatsoever. Zero. None. And I will tell you that it's, I, I, that is uh, scriptural. That, okay, you can lie about things and not repent about them if they're an issue of importance. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I don't remember that yeah. part. Is that a, a clause that I have? I think it's in Ecclesiastics. Is that like the really? 11th commandment? 94 oh, okay. verse. I am starting to like the Mormons. Three. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, everybody's scripture. Yeah, that's oh, in the yeah. Bible. <laughs> that's that's a, in the Bible. That's, there's two points in there that are, I think are interesting. <clears throat> I'm watching it a second time. One is that, is that he's, his, he's not saying he's not lying. He's saying he, it's okay for him to lie because it was important. an important issue. Yeah. Um, and that is, yep. uh, that's a completely different, that's an ends justify the means sure is. sort of that's argument. Sure Solinsky garbage, man. Yeah. Uh, and, and they say, they, they, they kind of go to him uh, with that. And he, he, his answer is, is seemingly, um, they ask him like, okay, well, what about, um, what about uh, your lie? And he says, uh, well, I mean, he can still prove it. He can release his taxes. He's not saying that he had evidence to actually back it up. What he's saying is he never took the step to prove me wrong, therefore it's his fault. That right. is, again, only a, a person who's psychotic would believe that's rational. Right. I mean, he's just, I mean, uh, you know. I think he is psychotic. I think he is. Um, <clears throat> we've said it before, there's something wrong with him. And, and then the uh, serious injury that he received is interesting as well, because they mention in the article, in every article I've seen on this, that uh, a lot of conservatives doubt, and of course we had our doubts, uh, that it was some sort of exercise accident. Bull crap! That was an ex exercise accident. He got hurt really bad. Somebody that. beat the hell out I of him. Blind. Somebody beat the hell out of you him. You think? Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. I, mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Speculation is it was his drunk brother. Yeah, that's the speculation. Yeah, yeah, that's the speculation now. Yeah, for real. I hadn't heard. I, I'd heard that. I heard yep. someone saying uh, some. Some guy he had a shady business deal. Or it could That's be all that. conspiracy theory, it, it, though. It I is, mean, but I, I mean, there, he did not have some sort of exercise band snap, Come and on. it broke his ribs, crushed his eye, blinded, blinded him. him in one eye, broke his face, bruised him down here. Shut up. 
That did right. not he happen. In, he was I don't cast, know. hurt his arm and hand and yeah. everything. I mean, oh, he was please. bad. He got kicked in the face. He got beat in the in the face with a fist. Now, if there was such a thing as you know organized crime or something like that in Vegas, but we which know we that doesn't know exist, there there I would say that yeah. you know, he you probably say got that. his butt kicked like that. But yeah, but no. no. Exercise. No. It would be interesting if we could only if we could only find. Um, and again, I'm not saying this is the right thing to do. And this is we don't do these things. But if you could find someone um, who that treated their oath the same way that Harry Reid treats their oath in the medical field, yeah, you would get a, an interesting medical report. Oh yeah, uh, from a doctor or a mm -hmm. nurse that treated him that night, uh, our day. Um, yes. I would love to know what the actual truth is. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Well, the guy is obviously a thousand years old. Maybe he just dissolves into dust when he falls down on a treadmill. Which is I don't possible. Know. No. I got a call in my office that said he got the hell beat out of him by somebody who he was involved in a sketchy business deal with. And now it's out there. Let him prove it didn't happen. Let him prove that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It's out there now. He has to prove it didn't happen. He like can that. still do that. Look, he can still take care of it, Stu. Let him do that. Let him prove that he didn't get the, the absolute bat crap beat out of him by somebody who was pissed off at a crappy business deal that he did. Let him prove that. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's what America's all about. He's guilty now because it's out there. So let him prove it isn't. Okay? And then, you know, three or four years down the line, if he still hasn't proved it, we'll, we'll, st we'll stick to this. Let him prove it. 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. What's the standard for Grand Nozzle? Is it 75%? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the, and you go to the blaze.com slash the feed. Go to theblaze.com slash the feed. We'll vote. Um, we're still looking. I was waiting to hear back from Natasha because I don't remember. I think it was 75%, right? I feel like it was, but I, we, maybe we can check it in the break here and figure it out. We, we're busy. She's checking right okay. now to double check. Exactly but go there and, and vote. And Get should fight. he be the new grand nozzle? I'll just say this. There's an easy way for Harry Reid to get out of this trouble he's in about the mob beating that he took or maybe did not take. I don't know. There's an easy way to prove it. It's just release your medical records. Right. Just release your medical. Let go. the That's doctor talk about uh, it. Let your doctor come out and talk about it. Um, release your medical records. And you know what? Not just your doctor, because we wouldn't say, okay, his uh, Mitt Romney's accountant can come out and talk about it. We want to see the records so we can mm -hmm. peruse through every single thing that has gone wrong with him medically. Let him, let him release the records. Is there a sexually transmitted disease in there, for example? Right. I, yes, I there is. I think the American people there deserve to know about that. I just that. got a call. There is. There's a there is? Yeah. Oh, there oh, my is. gosh. All right. Well, let him yeah, prove that is. it's wrong. Let him prove if it. If it's not right. But, okay. I mean, we all know it is right. It is right. Harry Reid you know has is. syphilis. It's true. Let him prove it isn't. Let him prove but that it, it is. isn't. But it is. But it is. So. Um, based, of course, on the call we got. Triple, triple eight, I mean, seven, seven back. <laughs> obviously, you can survive a long time with syphilis. So you're well, fine. That's not obvious to us, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for bringing that up. It's mm. probably well, a good you. point. I don't know. <laughs> um, what, what is an even better point is that this month you can save $400 on your very own Harvest Right mm. freeze dryer when you call 800-401-9597. Now, we've got this. Uh, these are freeze-dried gummy bears. They are what? absolutely delicious. What? Freeze-dried gummy bears. Oh, my God. Stu has freeze-dried pineapple. Oh. I think they taste better freeze-dried than they do reconstituted. Freaking pineapples oh, freeze-dried. So I want to try some. Freaking I love the gummy. orange uh, gummy bears. I love these. So things. what's great about this is you can do all this at home now. Now you can freeze-dry your whole Thanksgiving Day dinner if you want to. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I was in a health food store. I mean, I know. So you're like, what? what? My wife. What? Mm -hmm. My wife wanted to go in there. It wasn't obviously me. You right. wouldn't look at this and say, hey, that guy's been in a health food store in the last 20 years. <laughs> um, but I was in a health Very food good. store, and they had these um, packets mm -hmm. of uh, peaches. It was like freeze-dried peaches in a bag. Mm -hmm. And, like, there was, like, I would say 
about this portion, which, of course, I've eaten about half this bowl already, but, like, about this much, maybe a few more than this, uh, that, this in this bowl right now. It was, like, $7. Yeah, they're expensive. They're oh, really wow. expensive. And it's like, you, if you do this and you're able to get food, this is a perfect snack for your kids if they're going to school. Oh I mean, it's perfect. Definitely. And you can do this at home. It's great, isn't it? And you're going to be able to, I mean, this is, thing's going to pay for itself because you're not only going to be able to do mm-hmm. food preparation, but you're also going to just be, do, uh, be able to, to do things that are great that you could eat tomorrow, next week, uh, a month from now, or up to 25 years from now. Yeah. Plus, is, they taste just like the food that they are. You <laughs> <laughs> taste every time because it is the food that it is. Mm-hmm. That's why. So find out more about this amazing freeze dryer at HarvestRight.com. Just call them, 401 or 800-401-9597. You can save $400 right now. HarvestRight.com. Right? Triple H, 77 back. We're talking about freeze-drying Jeffy and wondering, uh, you know, because everything <laughs> gets so light well, we were when you freeze-dry it. And we were wondering, well, if you freeze-dried Jeffy, surely he'd still weigh about 200 pounds, right? <laughs> Jeffy, thoughts? <laughs> I'm not sure. I've never attempted to freeze-dry myself. We should try that. We should but, try uh, it. We should try We should try it. it. Definitely. All right, Triple H, 727 okay. Uh, where do they go to vote in the uh, Grand Nozzle election? Go oh, yeah. to uh, theblaze.com slash thefeed. Theblaze.com slash thefeed. And, and what is the percentage on. that we believe uh, is correct? We're going with 75%. Okay, we're going to go with 70, 75% to, make an, to replace Jesse Ventura with Harry Reid as the Grand you Nozzle. You can ask because uh, I, I, I asked the feed and nobody answered. Nobody, nobody knows, answers on the feed. Nobody knows. Well, so. that's, um, that, well, you know, look, it's it's our stupid show. So seventy-five percent <laughs> is the answer. Uh, you have to get seventy-five percent of the vote to become and the, replace, the douche yeah. uh, nozzle. The and nozzle. begin. Oh wow! Okay. Okay, the voting is on. One minute okay. time period in which you get a chance to vote. Do you think <laughs> Jesse Ventura, which by the way is a, I mean, let's not downplay Jesse. Jesse that's Ventura, true. The man is suing the family. Uh, of of Chris Correct. Kyle, okay. This, that's how bad this guy is. <clears throat> However, it's not to say that uh, necessarily that Harry Reid uh, is worse, but you know, like it's kind of like a a, I believe he a is. UN uh, a UN um, uh, panel where they like, they rotate people mm-hmm. in. Sometimes you make changes. Right. It's not necessarily. It's not saying that uh, Jesse Ventura is, is any less douchey. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. It doesn't um, diminish him. Right. By elevating <laughs> Harry Reid. Thank you. Yes, that's the way to think so. about it. So we're in a one minute voting period at theblaze.com/slash/thefeed. Seventy five percent of the vote is necessary to get Harry Reid to be the grand nozzle of the douche Hall of Fame. Yet another <laughs> incredible accomplishment in his, uh, his douchey story career. career. Mm-hmm. Story, story douchey career. And he's blind now. And he's blind, blind in one, one eye. Accident. Blind in mm-hmm. one eye. But he's come to terms Horrific. with that. And the voting is now closed. Oh, is boy. it? And did he become Ooh. the new Grand Nozzle? <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, I thought he would. Yes, I thought he would. Yeah, really? Well, was the final run away. Ooh, just the final was 94%. 94%. I thought it was going to be 95. Nice. would have got him into the douche again. Wow. A double vote. A double. <laughs> wow, that's never been wow. done. But, uh, yeah, okay. no, he is the new. Congratulations, Harry Reid. Harry Reid. You're the new grand nozzle. grand nozzle of the douche hall of fame. Can we uh, adjust our Harry Reid graphic uh, to <laughs> notify him? Uh, you know, it will be great for Instagram and stuff. Uh, to notify everyone that he is now the grand nozzle of the douche hall of fame. We also need to we need to adjust the uh, Jesse Ventura. So along the bottom, it just says former grand nozzle. Right. Right. Yep. 
It's a good point. There's not a lot. There's only one mm -hmm. former Grand Nozzle of the Douche <laughs> Hall of Fame, and it is Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Grand Nozzle Emeritus? Is that a fair? <laughs> fair? I like that. That's better. That's a good. Grand Nozzle Emeritus. Because you're never really gone completely as the Grand Nozzle. Right. You just go into an Emeritus <laughs> yeah, yeah. status. That's, I like that. I like that. I like it. Apparently, um, uh, Brian Williams once said, when they were asking him what happened, why did you lie about, you know, you're talking about liars here today. Now we've got a liars on parade. Brian Williams is the one that we've been talking about this week because um, I at NBC they're saying that this guy really had a massive ego, and apparently he uh, Comcast wanted to rein him in, and he just ran over the top of him with his ego. Was the story on this? And <clears throat> so they were asking him about why he's doing this, why he's saying this stuff, and uh, one of his excuses was maybe I had a brain tumor. What? Uh, so apparently he wondered that aloud several times. And NBC News insiders said that they uh, that they f the fact challenged Williams, who was suspended without pay for six months from his gig, said, did something happen to my head? Maybe I had a brain tumor or something in my head. He just didn't know. We just didn't know. We had no clear sense of what had happened. We got the best apology we could get. They were trying to get him to actually really apologize for this thing and actually say the word I lied, the words I, I lied to you, and he wouldn't do it. So the closest he would come was, a, was the apology to, you know, I'm sorry if I offended any of the great military people that I did time with and these great heroes, blah, blah, blah. But he never said I lied to them, and mm. he never really apologized in a, in a sincere way. Such a weird story. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I'm trying to think if that's ever happened to, to to me or anybody I know. I mean, it's not. I guess it's not impossible. The one example I kind of brought up at the time was Glenn told me uh, that when he was a kid, he saw the Space Needle and fireworks were coming out of the sides of the Space Needle like it was like taking off a spaceship. And he told me this very detailed account of this. So I was with Glenn in Seattle, and we went to the Space Needle. Mm -hmm. And we went up, and I'm like, do you have any pictures of the fireworks coming out of the side, talking to the people who worked at the Space Needle? And they're like, no, that's never happened. <laughs> I, now, I don't know. Maybe this person just didn't know about it. Um, you know, it's possible. He was probably, you know, in his 30s. Like, maybe he just didn't see it. I, you know, maybe he didn't know. It wasn't a big moment. It was just a big moment in Glenn's mind. I don't know. Um, we've never actually solved that. But I... Is it possible that he just created that memory? I mean, it's possible. Um, you don't think that that would happen. I mean, again, he was a kid. So, I mean, it's a little bit different than doing it when you're a national correspondent serving in a war. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, this has happened. It's not the first time it's happened. It happened to him. Happened to Joe Biden. Happened to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Seems to happen a lot to yep. uh, certain members huh. of a certain party. Yes. Uh, did it, it kind yeah, of it has happened to Barack Obama, too. Yeah. Uh, talked about composite it. Composite girlfriends, right? Well, composite girlfriends, uh, uh, people in coffins uh, that uh, were related mm -hmm. to him that served in the military right. for other countries. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he's had uh, Selma. I mean, that wasn't his memory, I, I suppose, because he was too young. But he's told stories like that many, many times. I guess there's just no punishment. We're going to punish. We're going to excommunicate Brian Williams out of the society and elect a person to be president who did the exact same thing. True. How is that yeah. possible? I, I don't no know. rational society lives by these rules. <clears throat> yeah, I think they. I think we went a little too far on the Brian Williams thing. I mean, we didn't, but uh, Comcast did. 
Um, they, maybe they just didn't like him anyway. Yeah, it might be, be true. Answer, yeah. might be true. Mm -hmm. And they say he has very little interest in politics, which is interesting. It's not in his blood. What Brian cares about are logistics, the weather, and planes and trains and helicopters. He didn't, uh, hmm. It's hmm. interesting. He didn't want to leave New York. Getting him into war zones was really tough. But when he did go, he came back with these great stories that kind of put himself at the center of things. Yeah, well, that's the issue, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're, they're saying now it's, it's, it's unclear whether he's going to return. Well, of course uh, it is. He's it's not going, clear. It's really no clear. He's not going to return. These stories like this don't come out when you return. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, they come out when, when they've made their decision that they're not going to bring you back, and all of a sudden they start leaking negative things about you. Uh, yeah. I've seen this in many me media companies over the years. Uh, the this guy's a douchebag do. anyway, so uh, it's unclear whether he's going to return. And then in, <laughs> when it comes to three months from now or whatever it is, has it been three months already since this happened? Uh, they'll close. be saying, well, yeah, Brian, uh, we've reached an agreement with Brian where he's not going to come back in his current role, but he'll help out on special projects. <laughs> and then there will be no special projects. Very possible. Very Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents due coming up. Uh, he's got a really special project arrangement with us where once in a while. <laughs> I like that people are now just tweeting Harry Reid, just saying, wow, congratulations, Senator Reid. <laughs> no explanation at all of That's why. It's going to be a little confusing. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's like him uh, we, you know, trying to figure out why he's being congratulated <laughs> and then realizes because he's <clears throat> the grand nozzle of the douche Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's a moment I'm happy about today. Yeah. Yes. We might not be there for it, but we're happy it happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday we told you about this active assist technology from BMW. It's pretty amazing, and, and then we promised to show you more of it today. Um, they have this promotional video out, which features the active assist, the car uh, driving the car for the passenger on a uh, test track at high speeds. Apparently, you can't crash the car, supposedly. So you can drive it head on into a brick wall at high speeds, and if you keep your foot on the accelerator, it will stop anyway. It's kind of cool. Kind of cool and kind of scary. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, I don't think that happens in this one. I'm not sure. Let's uh, check out this one. It's not that great, great looking a car, is it? Really sad. Okay, so it takes his foot off. It's driving itself around the track, which is cool. He's not touching the accelerator or the steering wheel. And it's driving through the cones by itself. Oh, that's cool. Wow. That is really cool. How does it know to do that? Interesting. It's a good driver of itself, too, because it's doing some, like, cool... Doing a Tokyo Drift there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> and then it stopped itself. Wow. Hey, Fast and Furious 7 is number one of the box office. I can make a Tokyo Drift reference safely, I think. Sure. Uh -huh. Sure. Right now? I, mean, I think that's okay. Well, that's pretty amazing. So it could actually blow itself sideways around a track. 
and not crash, mm. which is pretty amazing. It would be interesting because that's what you always want to do. Is like that's when the Segway came out and they said, "Well, you can't you can't fall off of it." All I was thinking about was how I would try to fall off of it if I had it, <laughs> you know. And it's the same thing here. Like you'd have this car and you'd just like want to try to crash to see if it catches you, and then one of these times it's not going to catch you and you're going to crash up your BMW, yeah. which sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is not perfect. <laughs> I know. Like you, I made a good point. I cost myself a fifty thousand dollar car, but I made a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this one, I think it parks. It, it drives and parks itself. Uh, take a look at this. So BMW is demonstrating a self-parking i3 here, and not only is it self-parking, but you can trigger it using a smartwatch. And we have the smartwatch app here, uh, which shows the car status, and uh, and you can actually talk to the watch and ask it to retrieve the car or park the car, and it will do what you want without anybody in it. Wow. Just backed into a space right between two cars. And we're moving. I'm alone in the car. I'm not driving it. It's freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> Feel safe. It's going to be okay. It's an ugly car. I mean, it looks like a little smart car or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not going to like fan. it. But still, that's the but, technology. They can put know, it in any car. It's the very beginning. Um, uh, it's kind of interesting to look at that and, and see. I was, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, and we were looking at our parking lot here at the studios, and you see, you know, cars parked, and every spot was filled in this row. And he, he, we were talking about these cars parking themselves, and he's like, think of how much wasted space there is here. Like, what do you mean? He's like, if these cars all parked themselves, they could park six inches away from each other. There's no reason to open the doors. They could park, they could jam, probably, oh, yeah. imagine a, a city oh, yeah. like New York that could jam True. triple the amount of cars in a, in a parking lot than probably they could normally do. Except... Yeah, because if it drives you to the door, you get out of the door, York, boy. and then it goes in, in yeah. parks, you, and then you call for it to come out of its parking space, right. pick you up at the door. Nobody's in or out till there. Never in it. Yeah. That's interesting. Kind of amazing. Um, and uh, As long as it does what it's supposed to do, if it ever gets defective and you say, BMW, pick me up, and it's like, yeah, I can't hear you. But, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to. And I don't know where I'm, you park. I'm tired. Crap. I, I don't know where I am. <laughs> the internet is down. You don't have a car anymore. Yeah. Um, that could happen. It is a little. It, that, I mean, look, it's funny, though, watching that. It's the same thing of this guy sitting in the car. He's like, I'm in the car. I'm not driving. This is freaking me out. Those videos in 30 or 40 years are going to be like the laughable thing that yeah, everyone watches. Right. Oh, my. Look at this idiot. He's in the car. Oh, wow. A magical car is driving itself. It's like, it's going to seem ridiculous. Like that video they showed with um, Katie Couric. Uh, on, oh, right, uh, the, on the Today Show, where she's like, what's, what's this internet address? Ampersand sign? Yeah. Period. What does that Cub. mean? I think it means where? No, it means at. Wow, that's weird. Does anybody know what that means? <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the internet? You know, like, it's <laughs> like that weird. And, and uh, yeah. uh, you know, but I mean, that is, that's pretty amazing technology. I mean, if you could get to that point, that would be pretty exciting. I think, I, I'm wondering if the advances of things like Uber... In, in, in kind of working with this, at some point, like, there might just, not, it might be one of those situations where you just don't really have a car. Most people just don't have it. When you want to go somewhere, you just right. hit the Uber thing, it picks you up, it drives you to work, you, another one picks you up and drives you home. I mean, it's not out of the question. No, it is like, not. Kind of like, like, think of the way we use planes today. Commercially, uh, you go to a place, they, they take off, they land in the other place. You don't obviously have your own. Really super rich people have their own. That might be the way cars are. 
like really super rich people have their own because they want it all the time. They want to keep stuff in it. But most people just take the one that's in the area on Uber or something similar. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's, not, it's not out of the question. No, it is not. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the prices would have to come down a lot on Uber. Um, but when you don't have drivers, that's probably pretty possible. I would think so. Yeah. If you're not, you're not paying anybody, all you're doing is really paying for the gas. And then you want to make a little bit of a profit. Mm -hmm. So how much is that? Yeah. That's not it would be very cheap. And then I wonder, too, like, first of all, uh, cars might be electric. So you, you, there would be, it would be interesting to see them. Like, could you say you, your car's out in your driveway uh, and you realize, oh, crap, I never filled up. Can you go get, go get some gas? I would think you could. I would think that, you know, it would obviously either have to be full serve or some mechanical way of it fueling yeah. itself. But, I mean, if that's this stuff be starts coming. happening, that's going to come. Got to be well, coming. Well, hopefully I'll be able to uh, send my personal robot with it to go fill it up. And then when it comes mm -hmm. back, I'll, I'll go. I think, Jeff, you just want a robot for some really, really creepy reason. And I don't want to know about it. That's got nothing to do with a driving car. Why is it creepy? Oh, we do know. You know why it's know exactly why it's creepy. Okay, let's be honest about it. Uh, yeah, it's a little disturbing from you, but other than that, it's pretty cool technology. It is. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited about this. I I think it's going to be really helpful when it's when it's all worked out and everybody has one, and then you know things are going smoothly on the roadways and all the kinks are worked out. If it can yeah. be. And, well, it will be. I mean, you look, BMW is doing their own with their own prototype, and, <laughs> and so are some of the other big car makers. But the Delphi one that we talked about uh, uh, earlier today on radio and yesterday on this show was, uh, you know, they're going to be able to put those in any car. Right. So, you know, once that prototype is done, I mean, that's what they're looking for. So you, look, you won't have just the ugly prototype car what's going to happen though car you want. when your car gets a glitch or a virus or something and starts driving into other You're cars uh, yeah, that's You're a problem dead. right i, I mean know. can they I, can uh, they foolproof that so it will never happen can no your, of no. course can your not. car they be can't hacked keep people and out. the russians hacked the white house <laughs> yeah so that would be another concern is what happens when somebody hacks into your car and crashes it for you because they hate your guts that, I guess in theory you'd be able to take it over, but wouldn't you have enough time? I don't know. And I don't think if you're in, driving in, in the, the back seat, right? If you're in not. the back seat, yeah. I don't know. I, it's weird because it's just technology that I think is generally going to be positive. But it's gonna it's gonna freak us old people out. Definitely. I, I mean, okay. like you know, our kids are gonna be like, this is how it is, and they're gonna be fine with it. But I mean. Mm -hmm. It's going to freak us out. And the weird, the, this is what sucks about getting old, is that we will probably live long enough to see this technology uh, come, come to fruition and we'll actually get some of the benefits of it. And then there will be this type of technology, the way that we're talking about it now, right as we're dying. Like these unbelievable <laughs> possibilities are 20 years away right as we're dying, and that will suck. Because we'll want those things. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but what happens that's if why the government takes over those cars, kids, and takes over that? Well, then what happens? Shut up, old man. This yeah. is fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's all interesting now until we're old and we're like, you know, uh -huh. like shoveling like, uh, you know, uh, smoothies down the, down the gullet and no one cares. 888 back More patents do coming up. By the way, where's the smoothies? I just mentioned oh, man. smoothies. That's so a great point. What's going on? Where are the oh, smoothies? Where's the chocolate pizza? Didn't we talk specifically about chocolate pizza? I was told there was chocolate pizza! Look us through this 
just... you know, the rest of the show. <laughs> All right. I haven't so, heard enough I, from you today, and I've been wow. curious about what, you, what you've been feeling. Like I feel about particular... Anything. Any Whatever. topic. You, Doesn't concerned. matter. Just, I just like want to hear from you right Seems now. Like you just don't want to do the rest of the show. No, I just want to hear. I'm, cu- I'm curious. I, I've been thinking. Jeffy, you too? Oh, are you like this? Well, I've, been thinking, what I, I've got a particular think? story I wanted to hear from him. Oh, oh really? Do? Go ahead. I do. What is there it? was a story about some little girl in Hernando County, Florida, that I was fascinated <laughs> with what, how you felt about it. <laughs> you were fascinated <laughs> really? with how I felt yeah, about I this particular about, about a little girl in Hernando <laughs> Valley? Me too. Hernando County. Well, County. County. Me too. Yeah, Hernando, Hernando County. County Florida. Yeah, yeah right. that's the one I Home would of particularly want. You guys talking about Sydney Smoot? Yes! yes, oh, yes. Oh, okay, yes. Now I understand. Walk us through okay. Sydney Smoot Sydney Smoot is a adorable nine-year-old. She uh, apparently has to take all these uh, standardized tests and with uh, her mom's help went to... In front of the school board and delivered a message about standardized testing that is pretty good and also just her performance here is pretty amazing for a nine-year-old watch hello fellow members of the school board today i will express my concerns about the fsa testing i consider myself a well-educated young lady <laughs> however with fsa tests my five years of school all on and all do not matter This testing looks at me as a number. One test defines me as either a failure or a success through a numbered rubric. One test at the end of the year that the teacher or myself will not even see the grade until after the school year is already over. I do not feel that all this FSA testing is accurate to tell how successful I am. It doesn't take into account of all my knowledge and abilities, just a small percentage. Here are my concerns. First of all, I do not feel good about a board in the FSA that you have to send ensuring that you can't even discuss the test with your parents. I am not comfortable signing something like this. I have the right to talk to my parents about any and everything related to school and my education. Second, why am I being forced to take a test that hasn't even been testing on students here in Florida so happen to be accurate and valid on what I know? Why are we taking most of the year stressing and prepping for one test at the end of the year when we should be taking tests throughout the year that really measure our abilities? My opinion is that we should take a test at the beginning of the year, middle, and end of the school year to accurately measure what we know. Third, the stress and pressure that this testing puts on me, and I'm sure most students, is not healthy. Why should we have so much stress about one test when we should be learning and having fun in school? With all this testing in school, more fun things in school, such as recess, are being eliminated because of all the training for the test. So, ladies and gentlemen in the school board, I urge you to put a stop to high-stakes testing today. It is not good for the schools, okay. teachers, and students. Parents and students, contact your governor and put a stop to all the standardized testing. Thank you so much for your time. And the crowd goes wild. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, she did it good. Despite Jeffy trying to ruin the moment, yeah. uh, she's she great. great. I mean, she's great. She's well, obviously, really well spoken and knows what she's talking about. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a it's a cool little story. It is. And finally, you know, I mean, 
this is in the Washington Post, I believe. I think I said it was in the blaze in the break, but I think it was in the Washington Post. And it's like, that's nice to see the Washington Post picking up something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, how these kids actually feel going through these tests. Like, and I, in some ways, she's actually arguing for more tests, seemingly. She mm -hmm. says, I want one at the beginning, middle, and end of the year. Um, but, you know, it's, it's about what kind of testing is there, really, more than just one standardized test. It's just, you know, like, you have to make sure the test actually captures the material. And it's not the only thing that anybody cares about. Yes. So, oh yeah. Okay. So I, I, you right. really aren't going to participate. No. I, I, okay. I just no, wanna, I'm not. Okay. I just no. want to make sure I understand. Yeah, you said walk no. through, and I thought yeah, so you were going to walk. Continue to walk aside me, like maybe jump in, uh -huh. so you no, a quick no, comment, no, no. and then I can go to the next story. No. Okay. Jeffy, are you in the same boat? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> okay. Good. Um, uh, life hacks from a uh, hundred years ago. This is uh, kind of a cool thing. What's a um, life hack? Stu, walk us through what a life hack. A life is. hack is is I, I would I would describe it as a cool little trick that improves your life. Uh, Everyday living, whatever. Yeah, thing. yeah. Like, ah, did you know, like, here's a life hack. Did you know if you eat the other side of the banana, it's easier? Like, if you start... If you open it from the from other, the other side, 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 it, it, it comes... It, Everybody kind of twists that top thing and right. then pulls down from the top. If you open it from the bottom... It opens easier and... And you don't get that stringy stuff? Yep. I don't know why. I don't know do why know either, why? but you watch monkeys cool. when they eat bananas. That's how they, they do feel it. it the they other feel way. it the other way, right. and, and it actually is better. So monkeys are actually smarter than us. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. look, look. Let me look at that. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Which one do you think <laughs> is smarter? I mean, oh, monkeys. I mean, definitely. Monkeys, apes, I mean, I think we've gorillas, started to devolve monkeys. if I look at uh, Jeffy. Because of a banana? No. <laughs> um, uh, so they had uh, how to make a fire extinguisher. This is from 100 years ago. These are the type of life hacks that you had. Uh, combine two quarts of... Uh, water with uh, one pound of salt and one half pound of I can't really read what that is. It's a uh, okay. Salt. It's water, salt, and ammoniac. Salamoni salamoniac. <laughs> I, you know half much, a pound of salamoniac. I have so much salamoniac around on my hand. House. Oh my god! I need I, to pick me up some because I've been thinking. Kidding? I'm getting low on salamoniac, and uh, I mean, I'll what if I have to salamoniac. do a homemade? I'll say some salamoniac. No, right please, I don't want it. No, <laughs> I don't want used salamoniac. How about this? Uh, how to extract a splinter. Fill a wide-mouth bottle with hot water nearly to the brim and press the affected part of the hand uh, tightly against the mouth of the bottle. The suction will pull down the flesh, and steam will soon draw out the splinter. Oh, we've got to try That's that. That's awesome. Great. That's great. we got to try idea. that. Let's, like yeah, that we're going to give Jeffy some splinters next week, and we're going to... Uh, no, I wasn't thinking that way. No, but. I mean, we'll just, we'll, just, we'll just put lots of splinters uh, into like your hands. Um, how to preserve eggs. Eggs must be, uh, for preserving must be newly laid. And by simply putting these into a box or tin of uh, dry uh, salt, burying the eggs right in the salt and keeping it in a cool, dry place, it is possible to preserve them for a very long period. Why not use a refrigerator? <laughs> Apparently not, not, the, not an issue in the 1880s. Um, <laughs> how to fell a man, tree. Man, they were stupid. Put it in the fridge, you moron. Yeah. Oh, man. And this, is how, I, this makes sense to me, and how, to fell, how to fell a tree. You're going to cut uh, on the <laughs> low part there, a higher part on the other side, and then right. pull it down with a, with a rope. Uh, how oh, that's to, good, yeah. How to stop a mad dog. It's really smart. Um, okay. Why uh, are these all from Ogden cigarettes? They were they weird. It. They had paper. They were, they, it was an insert in the cigarette packets. Um, scout staff, walking stick, or even a handkerchief or hat may be held as uh, shown. Then okay. you've got uh, uh, how to keep plants watered while away on holiday. This is good. Fill up a uh, large pail with water and stand it a little above the level of the plants and group uh, round or near as many plants as practical. Loosely 
plate two or three strands of wool together, immerse completely in water, and place in the end of the pail, weighted and touching the bottom. Rest the other end of the soil. A separate plate of wood is advisable for each pot. I don't get it. Okay. I don't uh, understand. So what? Can, do you so have any salamoniac? I do have a salamoniac. Okay. Well, what's the cost? What's the bottom?